I'm Ben, and I just became a gay uncle. I'm Tommy, and I've been Ben's gay uncle for 30 years. Are you ready for a double dose of gay uncle magic? Buckle up. Ask your gay uncle, 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 ask him all the questions that you have in your brain. Ask your gay uncle, you know that your uncle will do his very best to explain. He'll do his very best to explain. Welcome to episode 38. What were you doing when you were 38, Tommy? Oh, crap. Where were you in the world? Let's see. I have to do it by year. 19... I can't do the math. 1999. I was in Seattle. I was studying to be an Alexander Technique teacher. I was living out of an RV. I was living out of my Chinook. The Winnebago. The Chinook. It was hell. It was hell. The Winnebago. For four years, I did that, mm. living out of an RV, and I was teaching. Um, you thought this was going to be a quick answer, Ben. Um, I had created a musical theater after-school program, and so I was directing shows. So I was going to school in the morning, you know, three hours a day. Then I would drive, you know, to one of these places and teach, and rehearse. And then drive to another place and like park my car and live out of my car. It was a weird time. It was a hard time. Very hard time. Yeah, that sounds really rough to be. I mean, like it sounds sort of romantic, maybe theoretically living out of a Chinook or a Winnebago. But in reality, I can only imagine it's exhausting. Oh, yeah. Like the tedium is where am I going to shut? Where am I going to take a shower? When am I going to be able to pee? Can I park here? Oops, the police just knocked on the door. I have to move. Didn't you have a bathroom in your RV? Uh, There was a toilet, but I was like, I don't want this bathroom in here. And I took it out. I took the toilet out. Did you? So at the time when you were living out of this RV, did you identify as homeless? Yes. And I didn't want to really identify as homeless, but I was. Like technically you didn't have like a physical stationary home. You had a home, but it was a an RV. A car. It yeah. was a box on wheels. That's what I called it. Yeah. You know, I never felt like I was homeless because I had a roof over my head and it was nice. And yeah. I could sleep there and I would have friends over and we would cook dinner and I would drive down to the beach and we'd stop along the way and, you know, open up the windows and have this like no one would have a view as good as I did unless you were like, I don't know. Madonna who lived in Santa Barbara or something, you know. So less homeless, more bohemian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was bohomeless. <laughs> it was a wild time. It was wild because that was that was during the time when the dot-com craze hit San Francisco. And so dance studios were closing right and left. Rents were skyrocketing. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody could afford anything. And so living out of my car was not that unusual. mm yeah, it was it was it was a wacky time, um, and it was an amazing time. I was going through huge amounts of change, and I loved it. I loved it, and it was hard. It was one of those things. I don't know if you've experienced this, Ben. It was one of those things where this is really hard, and I have to do it. Um, definitely not the same exact kind, but no, but your version, yeah. Well, listeners, uh, as you know, Ask Your Gay Uncle is a commercial-free, listener-supported podcast. We rely on you guys 
So if you enjoy the podcast, make a donation at askyourgayuncle.com. You can do a monthly donation option, uh, which certainly helps us out. And it helps you out because then you don't have to remember it every time. Yeah, when you see that little monthly donation box, check that little box. Mm, tickety tick. <laughs> and as always, rate us on Apple Podcasts. Speaking of podcasts, Ben, you're in a podcast, aren't you? Another one. It's called Steamy Stories, everybody. It is. And definitely check it out. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Tommy. They're gay romantic short stories, and I narrate them. Go listen to Ben. Steamy, steamy stories. stories. Yeah, you can find Steamy Stories at steamystoriespodcast.com, or just searching Steamy Stories wherever you get your potties. <laughs> listener questions, listener questions. Ask it, ask it, ask it, I have an unusual situation that I need some advice on. I'm a gay man and I've been taking care of an older gay man with Parkinson's. He's in his 70s and I have just been providing uh, lots of personal service to him um, and not getting paid for it. Like I've just been volunteering because I, he's a friend and I care about him. Well, he said to me that he was going to be revising his will and that the revision of the will would um, include taking care of me and some of his friends who have been helping him. And so I thought, well, that seems fair. Um, then the other day when I was at his house, I noticed that the will was sitting on the table and I couldn't help but pick it up. <laughs> um, and I probably shouldn't have, but I just wanted to see if he had actually done what he said he was going to do and if he changed the will to um, accommodate some of his friends who have been caregivers for him. And in fact, he had not. Turns out he's leaving most of the money to relatives who have never been around to take care of him or see him and to some charity organizations, charitable organizations like churches. Um, and I was devastated and furious. Um, I feel like um, betrayed as a friend, like he doesn't care about me. And I'm wondering what I should do about this. Should I speak to him? Because I did violate his privacy by reading it. But should I confront him? Because I still have a chance to remedy the situation before he dies. And so that's my, my question. Wow, Anonymous, you are in quite a tricky situation. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like my eyes are rolling and I'm sort of squirming. Um, something that Anonymous added in the email when he sent in this voice memo is that the guy who he's looking after, the one who has Parkinson's, is incredibly wealthy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ooh, Anonymous. Um, well, I want to start by saying you are so kind and generous for mm. taking care of this older man with Parkinson's. Mm. It's not an easy illness. It sounds like he means a lot to you. Yeah. And it sounds like the reason you're taking care of him is is not not out of hopes that he would have written you in his will or out of getting anything in return. You're just doing it because you really care for him. But he was the one that brought up that he was going to put you in his will. And so now that you found out he didn't do that, you feel betrayed, you feel devastated, and, and like you said, furious. And understandably, I mean, I would be, I'd like be, I would be confused Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, why like, did you lie to me? And he had said 
this older guy, are we, what are we just going to call him? What can we call him? The older man. The, the older man. Okay. The older man said that he was going to take care of his friends and he's not. And my first question is for you, Anonymous, is do you think this was a really conscious choice or is he so far along in his, mm. you know, dementia or forgetting or in the Parkinson's that he has forgotten that he was going to do that? And maybe, hmm. maybe you really just start with a question and put your cards on the table and say, hey, I saw the will and you had said to me that you were going to compensate me yeah. and, and some, of the, some of the people who have been taking care of you. And I noticed that you didn't do that. And I'm wondering if that was a conscious choice or did you forget or, or just can you tell me more about that, yeah. that choice? Yeah, ooh, this is so tricky because this older man is relying on you. And of course, if you mention this right. to him, you want to be really, really delicate because you don't want to give him the idea that, uh, yeah, it's so complicated. I feel for you. Wait, wait, wait. You were going to say you don't want to give him the idea of what? Then? You don't want to give him the idea that that you would stop taking care of him if he didn't put you in the will or that, you know, he's relying right. on you like he's older and... right you know, that you might like harm him in some way. Oh, like an abusive, abusive situation. There's so many mm. situations where the elderly get abused by their caretakers, especially when money and wills get involved. Right, taken advantage of. I, this, this anonymous, it doesn't sound like you're one of those people, but yeah, I think because you feel this way, anonymous, I think you have to say something. You have to clear the air. Yeah. So Ben, how would you start that conversation? I think what your suggestion was really good, Tommy. I think I think it would I think you would just own up to the fact that you saw the will that was left out and uh -huh. you would say, you know, I I feel guilty and I'm, I apologize for for having looked at it. Mm -hmm. Um but I was really curious because you had said that you would put us in and Oh, right. You know, I I, I regret succumbing to that curiosity. However, it looks like you did not put me and these other people in your will like you had said and and there's a couple different ways this could go. I mean, there's even, like Tommy said, it's possible he forgot because he's so far right. along. It's also possible that that's like an old copy of the will. And he wanted a copy of the will so that he could figure out what changes he had to make. That's true. You didn't Absolutely. specify in your question whether the will had like a revised date on it or anything. But it's possible right. that that was just an old copy that he wanted, that he was going to revise. And maybe he's about to do it. Uh-huh. But it's absolutely fair to ask him. Yeah. Because it is such a sticky situation, Anonymous, I think setting it up, you know, that context is, it's such a golden method is to go, hey, um, older man, I need to have a conversation with you that it could be uh, awkward for me. Uh, and there's a little bit of shame and I've got a little bit of guilt in the conversation. And I'm just wondering if you're open to having... I don't know if it's open, but but uh, I just need a to have time. a conversation with yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, that this is going to be awkward for me and a little scary and embarrassing. Uh, and it's about a difficult subject. Um, would you be willing to have that conversation? Yeah, or even just when would be a good time to have that conversation. Yeah, yeah. And then you set up the context. So then at least a part of your feelings have been expressed, right? The fact that you did something wrong, that you have guilt around that and some shame. And then you can go into the other bit, which is you're frustrated and you feel betrayed. 
You know, and it's also tricky because one of the things I think that needs to be asked is, have you forgotten this? And did you know that you wanted to do this? And this is, are you in a, are you forgetting things now? And do I need to know about that Mm -hmm. so that I can help you in other ways? Mm -hmm. Because maybe this is a sign of, of, of like, oh, he's actually quite close to um, his death. Mm. It also sounds like anonymous that this has made you reflect on the amount of time you Mm. and these other people are spending taking care of this older man in his final years and how his family is not stepping in. Mm. You know, that's something that normally someone's kids would do in this situation. And this is an older gay man, like you said, and his friends that are younger are kind of like his kids, it sounds like. And if in these reflections, you feel very strongly that you should be compensated in some way. And if through this conversation with this older man, Hmm. he says, I changed my mind, I'm not going to include you in the will, then you might want to say, you know, I've been volunteering, helping you, and you, (laughs) you have a certain amount of wealth. And if there was any way you could compensate me, at least for my time in the moment, that would really mean a lot to me. Yeah, that's really interesting, Ben, because that means Anonymous doesn't have to say, hey, I read your will, uh, and you can just go from the place, because really that's what you're saying, Anonymous, is is that you do feel like you want to be compensated. Mm, Well, Uh, no, he has to say, I read your will, because like, in order to ask that question, you'd have to get out the fact that he didn't add you to the will. No. Because you can't be like, oh, you're adding me to the will, and I want you to compensate me. No, no, I, I'm doing a little detour based off of what you said, Ben, which is oh. maybe maybe anonymous. You just go the route of saying, hey, I've been helping you for a while and I would like to be compensated for my help. You know, I mean, you didn't say if you need money or not. But, but Tommy, what if this my, guy my, says, well, I added you to the will? Oh, oh, I see. Well, then you, you, know you, I mean? know, then you go down that rabbit hole. You go, oh, you did? Oh, that's so nice. What, what did you, because maybe he hadn't at that point. I I don't think that's the right thing to do, Tommy. I think that's what you do if you find out he is not adding you to the will and he did that on purpose. Uh huh. I don't like the idea of like sneakily, sneakily approaching well, it, it from definitely another back angle. Door. To, yeah, it definitely is back door. Don't take that back door. That's weird. It seems dishonest, is what I mean by weird. Well, he already did something dishonest. <laughs> well, this guy is older. We don't know. Like we, the reality is, we really don't know. Yeah. If he doesn't remember that he promised you this, that is like a whole, I mean, that's so sad in itself. Right. That this guy, you know, adores you so much and all the help you're giving him that he told you he's going to do this like grand gesture of writing you into his will and then forgot about it, even though it means so much to him. Right. Well, and also friends. Yeah. Right. Because you said that it's a group of you who are looking after, Mm. looking after him. Um, Yeah. One of my questions is, I mean, Ben, would you tell, you know, if this were you, would you be like, yo, Mary, Joe, and, you know, Trinka. Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. Mother (laughs) Teresa. Um, Yeah. Guess what? We're not in the will, even though Mm. he said we were going to be in the will. Yes. And then they'll be like, how do you know? Oh, I would definitely say that. You would. You would say it to mm-hmm. your, your your fellow Yes, I would. However, however, I would not, as a group, discuss it with this old man because that could make him feel very ganged up on. Yeah. I think this is a one-on-one discussion. 
Definitely. Definitely. Well, and you know, Parkinson's is a, is a disease where there's deterioration. And, and so anonymous, you want to have the conversation sooner than later. And I, you know, I've got another question for you, Anonymous, which is how important is compensation for you? Mm -hmm. Because if it's really important, then you got to have this conversation. And Anonymous, things change. People change. Relationships change. Maybe your relationship with this man has changed and you actually don't want to uh, be taking care of him. Or if it is really important for you to be there with him until the end, then you either need to have the conversation or you need to swallow it up, do the work, and let go of being compensated. Hmm. And you have to let go of it 100%. You can't have a little bit of resentment there because mm, that is just going to flavor. That'll flavor every time you walk in that house or wherever he is. I think you have to say something, Anonymous. I don't think you can keep this to yourself. You've got to tell him. Yeah. If you don't tell him, you're going to feel more and more betrayed and more and more sour. And and you might get angry. You might take it out on him. You might take mm. it out on yourself. Yeah. And there could I could easily see there being the thing of, of like cutting corners or, uh, you know, I'm going to show up late now. And then that's putting him in a difficult situation. Yeah. And the other thing is like, it sounds like this guy can afford to compensate the people who are taking care of him. And if he makes it clear that he's changed his mind and doesn't want to add you to the will, ask for compensation. That's so valid. I adore you and I love being here to help you. And I'm putting in a lot of time. I need to be compensated. Yeah. Because that's time I could be spending doing other work that would compensate me. Mm -hmm. It's very tricky when care becomes commodified. And that's where you are because you've been volunteering and caring for this person, and now it needs to be commodified. Also, how lucky that this older man has friends that love him enough that even though he has all this money, he's not in some old person's home, that he gets to be in his house right, with the people that matter to him in his life, with his queer community stepping in, taking care of him. I mean, that's beautiful. You're providing this guy such an amazing experience in his final years. Oh my gosh. Being able to die with dignity as a gay man, surrounded by gay men. Yeah. That's a gift. That's an amazing gift you're providing. And you got to voice it so that you can have your dignity with him. Good luck. Good luck, Anonymous. It's your friendly neighborhood producer, Jackie. We hope you're enjoying Ask Your Gay Uncle. If you'd like to ask a question for Tommy and Ben to answer on the podcast, leave us a message at 512-981-7332. Or you can email ask at askyourgayuncle.com. You can find us on Instagram at askyourgayuncle or Twitter at AYGU podcast. Thanks for listening. The Tommy made up a game. Well, really, Tommy stole a game. <laughs> Tell us about our new game, Tommy. 
Okay, so for those of you who are my age, you'll remember this game. It was the $10,000 pyramid. Yay, I'm hearing you clapping and all going, oh, I loved that game. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) So for those of you who don't know the game, basically it's like categories, but instead of having a category and having to come up with what's in the category, you're doing the opposite. So for instance, Ben, I could do like Ford, Toyota, Datsun. Car oh, that's brands. Such an old yeah, Datsun. car brands. <laughs> <I know. laughs> My dad had a Datsun. That's the only reason I know that. Your dad did? Yeah, yeah. So did Ann. It was Ann's first car, your mom. A oh, Datsun. Maybe, it's, maybe it was my mom. It was my mom. Oh, okay. We're going to see how many categories the other person can guess in one minute. Yeah, I'm getting excited. I know. Ready? I am. Pluto. Santa's little helper. Pork chop. Oh. Spike, Odie, Brian, Snoopy, Scooby-Doo. Oh, those What's the category? are category. Yeah, um, a- uh, they're animated movies. Pluto. What is it? Say them again. Pluto. Pluto. Santa's little helper. Pork chop. Spike. Pork chop. Odie. What the hell is pork chop? Brian. Snoopy. Scooby-Doo. Oh, these are all roles that some actor did a voiceover for. They're animated dogs. They're all animated dogs oh. from different things. Porkchop is from Doug. Spike is from Rugrats. Otis okay, stop. You're in my minute. Go. Oh, so, do so, another okay. one. Okay, okay. Peanut, crispy, pretzel, caramel, almond, dark chocolate, minis. Uh, kinds of chocolates. Uh, so close. Kinds of. Uh, uh, um, good chocolate. Time's up. Time's up. <laughs> oh, my God. That was kinds of M&M's. What? Kinds M&M's, of M&Ms. have names? Peanut M&M's, crispy M&M's, pretzel M&M's, almond crispy. M&M's. Crispy, I didn't even know that. When did, P- when did M&M's start naming their M&M's? Uh, you know about peanut M&M's, right? I do, but that's, okay. you know, when did they start doing pretzel M&M's? Are there M&M's you know, with pretzels in them? Yeah, if you know where to look. Oh my gosh, I've never <laughs> even heard of it. I have to say, you brought this upon yourself. You're the one that wanted to play this game. <laughs> I did. Your categories are hard. I hate you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Your turn. Here's mine. Three. Okay. okay. Two. One. <sighs> Sup? What are you into? Hey. Oh, first messages that you send on Grinder. <laughs> Good. Um, one, three, five, 27. Prime numbers. 53. <laughs> yeah, prime numbers. Then. 27 is not prime. It's divisible by nine and three. Oh, shit. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> but I know what you were going um, for. Right. Uh, let's see. Taco, hot dog, uh, eggplant, Peace sign. Things I saw Tommy eat as a child. Peach. <laughs> Fire. Emojis. Devil mask. Suggestive flirtatious emojis. Yeah. It's raining men. Somewhere over the rainbow. I will survive. Gay anthems. Yes. Uh, next one. Algiers. Cook Island. Solomon Islands. Sri Lanka. Countries Morocco. that criminalize LGBT people. Yes. I had that category too. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Is my time up? Yeah, yeah. I went to humandignitytrust.com. Yeah, we both were on it. I'm so glad I got to it before you did. Yeah, yeah. Jamaica also. Egypt. Jamaica? Uh-huh. I didn't see that one. Yeah, you zoom, you zoom in on that map and you see there's all yeah. these little islands that we are very, uh-huh. you know, all these like vacation destinations. Barbados. Right. Yeah. Okay, ready? I am. And here we go. One minute starting now. Frozen. Hung up. Don't tell me. Nothing really matters. Crazy for you. Four minutes. Material girl. 
Vogue. Uh, that's the only ones I know are Madonna. Uh-huh. Madonna songs. Good. Madonna songs. Next oh, okay. one. Sarah McBride, George Cukor, Alan Hart, Rodney Wilson, Bayard Rustin, Renee Richards, Laura Aguilar, Oh, Sappho. these are... I <laughs> hear so funny. <laughs> these are our uncles and aunties of the week. Yay! Yeah, okay. Next one. Bill, Charlie, Percy, Fred, George, Ron, Ginny. Oh, uh, th- those are the people in Harry Potter. Uh, specifically? Wait, uh... Bill, Bill, Charlie, oh, they're Percy, the, yeah, Fred, yeah. George, I'm not going to get Ron, their last Ginny. name. Um, they're they're the, the redheaded family. Yeah, the Weasley family. Good. The Weasley. The children. Yeah. Okay. Pacific, Shortline, Oriental, Virginia, oh, North these Carolina, are, uh, Things Baltic, on Monopoly. Marvin Gardens. Yeah, Properties the, Yeah, the states on Monopoly. Properties. Ding, yeah. ding, 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 ding. Time's up. Oh, I heard it. Okay. You ready for yours? Yeah. That was good. Three, two, one. George Michael, Diana Ross. Rosie O'Donnell, Cher, Barbara Streisand, RuPaul, Sean Mendes, famous LGBT Judy performers, Garland. Wait, no, James Dean, performers that Madonna break the gender like that like fuck with gender normativity. No, George Michael, Diana Ross, Cher, like gay icons. Late, there you go. Oh, that's um, it. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rock Hudson, Freddie Mercury, Michael Foucault. Alvin Ailey, Rudolf Nureyev, Arthur Ashe, gay. Keith Haring, Tony Perkins, Liberace. Gay artists. Um, Perry Ellis. Icons. Gay. Robert Maplethorpe. Ryan White. He was not gay. Huh. Uh, Robert Reed. We're way over a minute. <clears throat> Rock Hudson. What do they all have in common? Oh, pe- people, with, people who had HIV? Yeah, who died of HIV. Oh, wow. A lot of those names I do not know. Really? Yeah. I have enough. I have enough left for one more minute. Are you ready for this? Okay. Yeah. Time is starting. Three, two, one. Pointer. Saint Bernard. Dachshund. Shiba Inu. German Shepherd. Bichon Types of Frise. dogs. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Giorgio Armani. David Geffen. Peter Thiel. Jennifer Pritzker. Domenico Dolce. Stefano Gabbana. Megan Ellison. Tim Cook. LGBTQ millionaires. Billionaires. Very good. Billionaires. Wow. Ellen and Elton John did not make the list. (gasps) Yeah, they're millionaires. They're not billionaires. Sad, right? Your time's up. What? That was a fun game, Tommy. I liked it. Oh, good. Yeah, I liked it. Okay, listeners, let us know if you liked it or not. You can drop us a little note. Send us an email to ask at askyourgayuncle.com. Or you can find us on Instagram and DM us. Or Twitter at AYGU podcast. And while you're doing all of that, Put in a question for us, because I know, nibblings, you all have questions. <laughs> Everybody has a question. Ask Your Gay Uncle is created by Tom Truss and Ben Palacios, with production support by me, Jackie Anders. Album artwork by Seth Shellhouse. Theme song and musical interludes by Ben Palacios and Dan Reuter. Special thanks to Matt Marr and everyone who sent us questions. If you'd like to ask a question for Tommy and Ben to answer on the podcast, Leave us a message at 512-981-7332 or email ask at askyourgayuncle.com. Find us on Facebook at Ask Your Gay Uncle Podcast. More information at askyourgayuncle.com.